Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Aging Younger with David and Stephanie Tippy, founders of the Anti-Aging Clinic in Water Hill, Florida, where the alternatives matter. Now here are your hosts, David and Stephanie Tippy. to our listeners. I'm David Tippy. Welcome to the Aging Younger Show. And this is Stephanie Tippy. Yes, welcome to Aging Younger Radio. David and I broadcast live from our clinic in Tamarack, Florida. We can be reached at 954-742-4430 and please visit us online at agingyounger.net. You know, no one trusts the CDC. They lie as a matter of policy. For those of now, you who do not know who, uh, the, who the CDC is, it's the Center for D- Disease Control, because we do have international listeners. So we're talking wonderfully about... Wonderfully good intervention there. Uh, the the uh, vaccines are even more dangerous than we first thought. A 1992 study published in the American Journal of Epidemiological... Uh, epidemiology shows that children die at a rate of eight times greater than normal within three days after getting a DPT vaccination. Now, in the New England Journal of Medicine, July 1994, the issue uh, was a study uh, found that over 80% of children under five years of age who had contracted whooping cough, had been fully vaccinated. In the 1977, Dr. Jonas Salk, inventor of the Salk polio vaccine, testified with other scientists that 87% of the polio cases, which occurred in the United States since 1970, were the byproduct of polio vaccine itself. The Sabin oral polio vaccine, or the OPV, is the only known cause of polio in the U.S. today. Now, the February 1981 issue of the Journal of the American Medical Association found that 90% of obstetricians and 66% of pediatricians refused to take the rubella vaccine. The pro-vaccination side is all that is offered in the media, schools, doctor's offices, and all government publications. Now, this is a biased, one-sided view of vaccinations based much on the manufacturer's studies and writings. Now, the other side is rarely discussed, and adverse events after vaccination are merely dismissed as a a one-in-a-million chance which is a necessary risk that we all should have to take. The truth is that the risks are far greater than they are telling us. And there are no mandatory vaccines. Extreme pressures are placed on the parents for not signing permission and accepting all responsibility for the toxic vaccines. Yet doctors cannot guarantee the safety of vaccines or that they will ever work. Many vaccinations fail to achieve their intended level of immunity. 
and many cause horrible complications, including death. Which one will have to suffer for the rest of their life? Now, the trade-off is not worth the risk. Mumps and measles and uh, innocuous childhood diseases, but the vaccines have caused cancer, diabetes, brain damage, leukemia, autism, and even death, SIDS. SIDS is Sudden Infant Death Syndrome, and I know it all too well having worked uh, in the neonatal unit as a uh, respiratory therapist. It was, uh, it's a really insidious disease. Now, people who are openly against vaccinations are called names in an attempt to discredit their reasoning. Truth is, what is needed, and that seems to be lacking in the pro-vaccination literature. If vaccines were so good for us, well, I guess there would be no reason for dishonesty and deceit. If vaccines were safe and effective, there would be no issue here, right? Well, anti-vaccination literature only wants to support the truth and and honestly tell the facts as they really are. Only by becoming educated in this very important issue can one make an informed decision. And remember, David and I always say, health is a choice. Yet every day, parents are asked to roll up their children's sleeves with little or no consideration as to what they have just given their permission for. Very few people realize the dire consequences of injecting foreign animal tissues, DNA, RNA, and the autoimmune reactions they can induce. Few people realize that vaccines are immune depressing and may cause cancers, leukemia, and even have been linked to AIDS. Only by keeping people ill-informed to the ill effects of vaccinations can vaccination Profit levels keep an all-time high. People are purposefully not given the facts concerning vaccines or they are given altered data and only the glossy side of the pro-vaccine issues. Vaccinations are blood products and hazardous to our immune system. Few regular people, with the exception of physicians, realize that vaccines have been linked with brain damage, lower IQ, ADD, learning disabilities, and yes, even autism, because neurological disorders and some of the most studied vaccine complications in the medical studied literature. Now, unvaccinated children far surpass the vaccinated children in health and brain function. Vaccines are simply not safe and effective, as in our opinion, as, as the general public has been led to believe. In fact, vaccines prevent health, in our opinion. If the environment is correct and balanced within our body, the virulent viruses and disease-causing germs will not survive to grow or multiply. Every day, millions of children are lined up and injected with toxic, putrid substances grown on animal organs, 
cancer cells, aborted fetuses, and other toxic substances. The public is not questioning how those viruses were obtained from the filthiest substances on Earth and how they were grown in a laboratory. Where do they get the vile, despicable hepatitis virus, for example? Hepatitis virus does not grow on some sidewalk, nor in a healthy person. To make the vaccine, the manufacturers have to get the virus from somewhere, so they get them from persons with hepatitis. Once the virus is gathered, it must be grown on a toxic medium. Remember, pathogens will not grow on healthy tissue. There's the MMR uh, vaccine is an immunization vaccine against the measles, the mumps, and rubella, MMR. It's also uh, called the uh, German measles. Now, it is a mixture of live, attenuated, or uh, uh, viruses of the three diseases I just mentioned and administered via injection. The CDC, or the Centers for Disease Control, whistleblower, confesses to the MMR vaccine research fraud in historic public statement. Now, on August 27, 2014, press release, and this is a direct quote, statement of William W. Thompson, Ph.D., regarding the 2004 article examining the possibility of relationship between MMR vaccine and autism for immediate release, August 27, 2014, just a few weeks ago. This is the whistleblower's own words, so it's totally quoted. Statement of William W. Thompson, Ph.D., regarding the 2014 article examining the possibility of relationship between mumps, measles, rubella, MMR vaccine, and autism. My name is William Thompson. I am a senior scientist with the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, where I have worked since 1998. I regret that my co-authors and I omitted statistically significant information in our 2004 article published in the Journal of Pediatrics. The omitted data suggested that African-American males who received the MMR vaccine before age of 36 months were at increased risk for autism. Decisions were made regarding which findings to report after the data were collected, and I believe that the final study uh, protocol was not followed. I want to be absolutely clear that I believe vaccines have saved and continued to save countless lives. I would never suggest that any parent avoid vaccinating children of any race. Vaccines prevent serious diseases and con diseases and the risk associated with their administration are vastly outweighed by their individual and societal benefits. My concern has been the decision to omit relevant findings in a particular study for a particular subgroup for a particular vaccine. There have always been recognized risks for vaccination and I believe it is the responsibility of the CDC to properly convey the risks 
associated with receipt of those vaccines. I have had many discussions with Dr. Brian Hooker over the last 10 months regarding studies the CDC has carried out regarding vaccines and neurodevelopmental outcomes, including autism spectral disorders. I share his belief that CDC decision-making and analyses should be transparent. I was not, however, aware that he was recording any of our conversations, nor was I given any choice regarding, regarding whether my name would be made public or my voice would be put on the Internet. I am grateful for the many supportive emails that I have received over the last several days. I will not be answering further questions at this time. I am providing information to Congressman William Posey and, of course, will continue to cooperate with Congress. I have also offered to assist with reanalysis of the study data or development of further studies. For the time being, however, I am focused on my job and my family. Reasonable scientists can and know, can and know and do differ in their interpretation of information. I will do everything I can to assist any unbiased and objective scientists inside or outside the CDC to analyze data collected by the CDC or other public organizations for the purpose of understanding whether vaccines are associated with an increased risk of autism. There are still more questions than answers, and I appreciate that so many families are looking for answers from the scientific community. My colleagues and supervisors at the CDC have been entirely professional since this matter became public. In fact, I received a performance-based award after this story came out. I have experienced no pressure or retaliation and certainly was not escorted from the building as some have stated. Now, for the truth. In the letter, Dr. Thompson confirms the fact that he had multiple phone conversations with Brian Hooker and that the CDC has not been honest about the risk associated with the MMR vaccines. The letter then goes on to repeat the typical vaccine propaganda of our time, which is all vaccines are miracle medicine. The CDC is highly professional. What a scoop. And there has been no retaliation against him, and so on. Intelligent readers will, of course, take all of these statements with a grain of salt, understanding just how much political and legal pressure has no doubt been extended onto Dr. Thompson up to this point. The relevant portion of Dr. Thompson's statement is contained in the first paragraph. It is an open admission of scientific fraud at the CDC and the admission of this by William Thompson is a historic moment for our world. Dr. Thompson chose to release his public statement less than one day after Natural News published 
the second in a series of once secret emails between Dr. Thompson and the CDC colleagues. Wasn't that a coincidence? The release of those emails may have been pivotal in Dr. Thompson's choice to go public with his own statement. The vaccine establishment, which immediately and predictably accused Natural News of fabricating the two emails, is now backpedaling as rapidly as possible with the full knowledge that Dr. Thompson's public statement affirms and supports the authenticity of those emails. Natural News, in other words, was instrumental in breaking this historical story about medical fraud at the highest levels of the CDC. Credit is also due to many other independent media organizations and alternative journalists who pondered their story from day one. Now, there are four astonishing uh, relations and realizations that now come to mind from Dr. Thompson's public statement. Firstly, this admission proves beyond any question that the reporting of this fraud by the alternative media has been factually and true. It also underscores the astonishing fact that the alternative media alone broke this story, preempting the New York Times, Washington Post, and every Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist in the world. The, the tables have now turned. It is solely the alternative media which is now breaking most of the really important investigative stories of our time. Does this mean alternative media journalists will now be nominated for Pulitzer Prizes? Well, don't hold your breath on that one. Secondly, it also proves the CDC scientists did in fact conspire to alter the study data in order to bury significant results linking the MMR vaccine to heightened autism risk in African-American children. This is now openly admitted by a key author of the 2004 study cited by the CDC as proof that vaccines are absolutely safe. Thirdly, it now demands that the 2004 study referenced in all of this be immediately retracted. This is an open admission of scientific fraud. Any failure to Retract the study will now only underline the depth of the fraud and the uh, abandonment of scientific principles by the CDC and the scientific journal itself. Fourthly, all this also reveals that the entire world owes a massive and immediate apology to Dr. Andrew Wakefield, whose career and reputation have been destroyed by the very people who conspire to commit scientific fraud at the CDC. We must all now call upon the media to run headlines like Dr. Wakefield vindicated now the MMR vaccine fraud confirmed. What's also very interesting about the statement by William Thompson is his implication that the CDC knowingly hides the truth about vaccine risks from the public. He says there 
have always been recognized risks for vaccination, and I believe it is the responsibility of the CDC to properly convey the risks associated with receipt of those vaccines? There are three very crucial points to understand here. The first one is vaccines always, always come with risks. The second point is the CDC does have a moral obligation to communicate these risks to the public. If not, there are people like David and and myself, we will, and the other alternative media, such as Natural News, who did break this case. Thank you, Natural News. Third, now this is implied. This is implied. The CDC has failed to communicate these risks to the public. Now, we, we, that, like I said, that is implied. We agree with all three of these points. Dr. Thompson would feel these are so important to include in his one and only public statement on this matter underscores the importance of what he's trying to communicate. What Dr. Thompson is saying is that the CDC is hiding the truth about vaccine dangers from the public, and that's what we've been saying all along. It's so important to understand that the modern scientific delusion about vaccines has been predicted on the belief that vaccines only offer benefits while imposing zero risk. This is the anti-science quackery, which is brazenly repeated by the CDC, vaccine manufacturers, doctors, and health organizations. Now the word quackery is now on the other shoe. How does it feel? A more honest analysis of vaccines would have to conclude that vaccines come with some level of inherent risk of harm and death. Scientists can argue all day about the size of such risks, but no rational person can ever honestly say such risks are zero. And yet the position of the CDC has always been that vaccines are magically safe, as if they possess magical powers that prohibit all harm. This position is ridiculous at every level, yet it is the official stance of the CDC. It is this ridiculous quack science position which discredits the CDC and the entire vaccine industry. For vaccine promoters to lie to the public and say vaccines have zero risk of harm is to admit that they are all quacks and liars. It would be far It would be far more believable and ethical to say something like, well, for every 100,000 children who receive X vaccine, 250 will become autistic and 15 will die in a coma. Numbers invented here for illustration purposes only, folks, okay? Now, these are not actual numbers from any particular study, in case you were wondering, just our example. If, if the CDC were honest with the public, then parents could make informed decisions about what level of risk they wish to undergo. Is it worth vaccinating a child against measles if the risk of that child be Becoming autistic is one and 100,000, say? How about one and 1,000? What if it's actually more like one and 250? 
the public has never been allowed to know these numbers because people like Dr. William Thompson conspire to commit scientific fraud and bury these numbers. And that's the point in all of this. That's the smoking gun which has now been revealed, thanks to almost entirely to the independent alternative media and our relentless deduction and, uh, and trying to investigate uh, real journalism. There is no such thing as absolute safety in any medical procedure, but the sad fact that the CDC, the vaccine industry, and the vaccine zealots pushed the absurd delusion that vaccines are absolutely safe, i.e. they have a present zero risk, as the CDC says, in an admission of scientific quackery, of scientific illiteracy. This is why the vaccine industry has lost the public relations war on vaccines, because everybody knows the CDC is lying all the time. How do you know when the CDC is lying? The answer is when their lips are moving, thanks to news organizations like Natural News and other less known news and journalistic groups, we know, now know the truth. What do we always say on this radio program? The answer is choice matters. I hope you can see why we are so adamant about putting Mother Nature into your body and nothing man-made. The body will signal you as to something being out of balance, and you only need to listen and to answer that signal with the proper missing nutrient, water, or oxygen required for a healthy balance. Your body is designed to heal itself if you make the right choices in lifestyle. If you cut your hand, it will automatically heal unless you deliberately deliberately, uh, put dirt on it or you keep picking it open. Or if your immune system happens to be severely suppressed by the way you have been eating and living, resulting in some very serious illness and that causes delayed healing. The point we're making here is that your body will heal itself unless you keep injuring it. But most people don't realize that they are injuring their body every day by the way they are living, drinking, and eating. When we eat and drink wrong and live wrong without exercise, for example, these small daily injuries will result in a disease of one type or another because the small ones eventually lead up to the big ones. Now, unfortunately, doctors only learn how to mask the symptoms of disease with drugs rather than addressing the root cause of the disease itself. Why, you might ask? Well, because they are never taught the causes of disease. Doctors give drugs, all of which have side effects, and all of which harm the body, and drugs only cover up the symptoms. The only way to really get well and remain well is to stop doing the things that cause disease and start doing the things that rebuild the immune system, the only system in your body that can get you well and keep you well. This is the system that is commonly attacked with pharmaceutical, sickness, industry, drug, chemo, and radiation therapy. Because drugs, the 
processed food industry and big business, a multi-billion dollar business, they can rent government regulation. But getting well by natural methods is not expensive and does not require a doctor. And regulators attack any mention of treat or cure because those words are rented by big money, the drug cartel and big food processing industry. Natural health and wealth can be done at home without drugs, and it really does get you well by addressing the root cause of the disease rather than covering up the symptoms. Remember, it is not against the law for you to treat and cure yourself. Even if you follow our suggestions, which are not prescriptions, drugs allow you to feel better, at least temporarily, by masking the symptom. But your disease is actually getting worse. That means drugs do not heal. Heal your disease. They do not. Doctors prescribe drugs, all of which have side effects and all of which harm the body and simply mask the symptom. The only way to really get well is to remain well and to stop doing the things that cause disease to start doing the things that rebuild the immune system. All you need to do is to give us a call today at 954-742-4430. You know, we're running out of time, but I would like to say this. Our suggestion, not prescription, to you today is to visit our website, agingyounger.net, and give us a call at 954-742-4430. Schedule your consultation today. Out of time, we will be back on the air next week. Until then, God bless you all. You've been listening to Aging Younger with David and Stephanie Tippy. You've just heard that alternatives to the sickness industry are alive and well, helping you to age younger. The Anti-Aging Clinic is located at 7200 West Commercial Boulevard in Lauder Hill, Florida. You can reach David and Stephanie at 954-742-4430. That phone number again is 954-742-4430. And you can learn more about them on their website, livelonger123.com. Join us every Wednesday and Friday at 1 o'clock for Aging Younger on 1040 WLVJ.